Hey everyone, thank you for joining us today. It's currently 12.30 a.m. My co-host Shade and I have been up all night conducting research and getting production started. Our personal sound studio is currently under construction, so as of the moment, we've had to makeshift a sound booth using nothing but dirty cardboard and old furniture packing foam all being held together by nothing but duct tape. It's honestly the biggest piece of shit you've ever seen. Photos will be on our social media. We're tired and exhausted, having to hold our eyelids open with toothpicks and duct tape. This moment, for as tired as we are, all we want to do right now is welcome you to episode two of the Spectrum of Perception podcast. Time keeps on ticking as the eyes of the darkness watch in silence. Join us as we dive deep into the depths of the unknown and go beyond the spectrum of our perception. So I had mentioned from the last episode that I had a strong feeling that 2021 was going to be a great year. But unfortunately, I've done my seven-day free trial, and I am ready to cancel my subscription. Did you get that from Facebook? No. (laughs) Yes. Okay. At least you admitted it. My point is, the beginning of this year has been not so great. It's turning out to be just like 2020. You know, we had to deal with all the capital riots, and the coronavirus pandemic is still a big thing. I mean, if anything, it's actually on the rise. So as we mentioned before, we are recording from Phoenix, Arizona, and Arizona is a really big hot spot. I think we're one of the highest in the nation, or the highest in the nation right now. Yeah, I think we're on that level. I mean, we're on the news a lot more than we used to be with our numbers. I recently came back here in uh, September, I believe, and the numbers were maybe in the lower digits, the single digits, the percentages. Now we're in the double digits, and it's kind of not enough time to say that that should be a thing. And it's because of those high numbers that a lot of people are being forced to work remotely again after just returning to a professional setting. Last year, back in March, when the whole thing exploded, they sent me home, and I worked from March till November from home. And it's been about two months since we came back to the office, and as of last week, they told us that we had to work remotely again. That's a bummer. It really is. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love being home. It's less traffic, less gas that I have to pay for. Yeah. But sometimes you just can't focus when you got your family around you 24-7. Oh, yeah. That is difficult. I can't. I mean, I personally don't interact a lot with other people besides, you know, yourself and, like, my family and a very select few. But being having to be stuck at work while having them in the background and not being able to shun them... It's very difficult. (laughs) It is. Like I said, I love my family, but it is definitely very difficult. And you know what? Just being stuck inside the house all the time is just, it it, it takes its toll on people. You know, people are very social. And I think that's why, you know, cases have gone on the rise in the U.S. as a whole, because we're just very social creatures. And, you know, we want to be out and we want to be at parties. We want to be at theme parks. We want to be at concerts, you know. 
people are still out shopping and eating at restaurants, which is still causing a lot of close interactions despite all the precautions people are taking in their businesses. And now it's causing more and more cases. So people need to understand that we need to protect each other by social distancing ourselves and allowing people who do have the virus to get through it and let it pass so that we can't pass it on to other people. And, you know, there are ways for people to get out of the house and have fun without jeopardizing other people's health. I have to agree with you on that. Thankfully, we were able to discover an app that allows us to have the safe social distancing and break away from our normal mundane lives. It's actually really fun. The app is called Randonautica. I could go into further detail, but I don't know if I want to bore you guys enough with it yet. Well, to be fair, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people in the audience that don't know what Randonautica is. Would you care to explain for them? I mean, I guess I could. It, it comes from the theorized ability for the mind to interact with certain RNG techniques, as well as something called blind spots which are basically places in our, that are outside of perception and our experiences. Whoa, 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 whoa. Just stop there, Professor. Hold on. Step away from the lectern. I'm just trying to explain it. Well, that's all the boring mumbo-jumbo. These people don't want to hear that stuff. I don't know how else to explain it. How would you do it? With hip-hop. Yo. Let's go, let's go, let's go! It's an app that you get on your phone Exporting, hitting places all around the unknown Addicting as it is, it'll be a new hobby If you look real hard, you might find a body You never know exactly what you're gonna see Searching all around the smile long anomaly Generating that three token attractor And setting an intention is the really big factor Oh, Rapponautica Let's go, let's go. All hey, American Idol, that's enough of that. Anyways, jokes aside. Yeah, jokes aside. For a little more depth about what it really is, I will have to refrain from being too boring, but I will get to the point. Most cases are said to use an intent in order to function with this app. It just uses your GPS to take you to really fun places that you haven't been to before. You have options within it. There are five in particular under two separate tabs. It depends on what your intent is and how much you really want to find it if you're even able to. With that being said, there are places that you aren't allowed to do so. I mean, like, you know, trespassing and ending in places where you can know you're going to get hurt you shouldn't be. Like Pokemon Go, all the fiascos that went on with that. Mm-hmm, right. People need to be responsible with what they're doing, and it should have a very bigger awareness around them. Or at least, if you're doing it, don't do it alone. Always have a butt. You never know what you're going to run into out there. That's true. There's been some controversy with the app about some people that actually have found some really disturbing things doing this. And, you know, even the creator said that that's just a complete coincidence shocking coincidence in his words now mind you there are people who out there who have seen the sensationalism of it and tried to get in on the bad wagon that should deter you from using it yourself and finding out that it could be fun even just for you or for the whole family if you really thought about it and you know and we're we're fully aware of how this works we've gone and done some rando nodding 
specifically for this episode because we were interested and we wanted to be able to explain our experiences with it with you guys. Right. I'm the skeptic in this, and as well as he was, we had to experiment in our own way to see if there was any validity to it. Mm -hmm. And surprisingly, we got mixed results, but a lot were more positive than negative. That's true. We did our very first Randonautica, and it took us to North Mountain Park. Now, this was actually Shade's experiment with his intention. I'm going to let him explain what it was that he was searching for and what it led us to. So my intent was to find something that was out of this world or alien or originally. It did take us to a mountain range, like you said, North Mountain Park, and we were kind of aimlessly wandering for the location, but we ended up not physically finding anything that would stand out enough for me to think of it as a success. But what I think later in turn turned out to be the biggest success. Yeah, so what we ended up doing was we chalked this up as a failure. Like, okay, we didn't find anything out of this world, nothing alien in origin. You know, it's just dirt, rock, sticks, foliage, just desert. That's all we found. We didn't find anything. Boring. But because of that failure, we decided to do some research to see if there was anything about that particular area that we weren't aware of. And though there was still nothing about the area that was special in relation to that intention of his, it did lead us to some information about another area, which was 18 miles away, which you might remember us mentioning in the last episode, Dreamy Draw Dam. It was actually like a story that wasn't really passed around too much. Almost if you didn't know about the place, you wouldn't know the story of it. Yeah, I didn't know about it, and I just thought it was interesting that even though we took the whole thing as a failure, that we didn't find anything, had it, wasn't, had it not been for that intention and finding nothing in that area, we would not have found the information on the UFO crash in 1947 at Dreamy Draw. So, we was... have an indirect correlation to what happened, and my intent led to such a thing. Personally, to us, we actually turn it around and decided to make it a successful random knot. Yes. And in my personal opinion, while we were climbing the mountain, I was really hyping myself like, oh, I can't wait to find maybe like a piece of a ship or even a toy alien looking thing. I don't care what it was, as long as it was something close to my intent. And who would have guessed it would have led us to our very first episode of this podcast. Right. And because of that, we decided to do a randonautica adventure at Dreamy Draw Dam. Mm -hmm. So instead of explaining it to you, we're going to play a clip of our experience there, and we'll just let you enjoy the experience with us. Hey everyone, this is Ken with the Spectrum of Perception podcast. I'm here with my co-host Shade and our pal Charles. We are currently standing in front of Dreamy Draw Dam here in the Dreamy Draw Recreational Park in Phoenix, Arizona. As you were all aware from our previous episode, we talked about the alleged UFO crash that happened here in 1947. Today, we decided to start a Randonautica adventure. This adventure we thought would start perfectly in this location because of that story. So, we put in an intention 
to find something related to that UFO crash. We understand, based on the story that we read to you guys in the previous episode, that that whole thing was claimed to be a hoax. Hoax or not, we thought this would be an amazing adventure to start. So what we did is we started the Randonautica app right in front of the dam. Not directly in front. We're standing in some brush a little ways from it, but we can directly see it in front of us. I'm going to be posting uh, pictures on our social media page of the uh, location that the app is taking us to, along with a few other things that we've discovered on our hike. And as soon as we get to our location, we'll be sure to notate everything that we find, and if we find anything related to the UFOs. You know, I'm just going to point out the obvious here. I was really out of breath there. As was I. It was really difficult to try to record and hike up the mountain and breathe all at the same time. I had to re-record that particular recording at least 30 or 40 times. Oh my gosh. Just It was the incline, and it was kind of warm out. The sun was beating down on us. It was a day. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't the best experience we were hoping for because we were sweaty, and there was a lot of arguing going on, and of course, just the whole experience was just kind of difficult. I mean, it was interesting. I can't say it was not interesting. So in your opinion, like, what were you hoping to find when we were there? Honestly, I have to say I didn't want to get my hopes up, but anything of semblance of maybe from, you know, the wreckage or anything that has something to do with an alien in nature, but I wouldn't hold my breath in, in that sense. But what did you feel from it? I was in a 50-50 zone where I was really in that skeptical, like, I, you know, I know this was still, you know, possibly that scam that went on that led to, you know, all this speculation, and so maybe nothing was going to come of it. But that other half of me, that other 50%, was really hoping to find something as far-fetched as, you know, finding a piece of alien spaceship, like a fragment of it, or finding, like, some kind of weird alien writing which we did find some actual weird writing out there, but it turned out just to be a bunch of really terrible graffiti. I thought it looked like erosion, but yeah, it, it was weird. We all stared at it long enough to think that it was something. And we <laughs> went out of our way to try to go get it close up and just didn't end up being a good thing. But yeah, I was just really hoping to find something related to it because uh, that whole story intrigued me. Like, I've never... In all my years of looking up different types of supernatural, paranormal type things, I've never heard of the Dreamy Draw UFOs. So I was just really hoping to find something. And, you know, just in that zone where I was just looking everywhere on the ground, in every little hole I found, in every crevice in the walls of the side of the mountain, I was just looking for something. Some sort of evidence. Mm -hmm. Just enough to we can be like, wow, this was a definitive answer. But I don't know. Mm -hmm. So we're going to go ahead and play the second part uh, from the clip that we recorded that day. And we're going to let you see what happened. Hey everyone, this is part two of the Dreamy Draw Randonautica adventure. We were unfortunately unable to reach our destination 
we were constantly halted by no trespassing signs, revegetation signs, and just we were unable to just reach the area. So we thought, because of this drawback, let's just try a few more randonauticas while we're out here. And unfortunately, we just kept getting the same thing. Constant, no trespassing signs, area closed. If, there, if anything, if this said anything to us that either this place is really filled with some important stuff or they really are hiding something. So even though we didn't find a single thing related to that UFO crash because we couldn't get to any of the locations, it does beg the question, are they really hiding something here? Because there's too many directions that are constantly blocked off. Now, of course, this could just be complete legit signs. You know, they could have important government stuff here that deal with the infrastructure of the land. And, you know, we even saw some stuff on the ground that dealt with uh, power lines coming from APS, which is one of the electrical companies out here in Arizona. So who knows, it could be a variety of reasons. But it is kind of fun to think that this particular location that was allegedly the, the spot for a UFO crash is very difficult to get to different locations in this area if you're not on the trails that they personally cut into the mountains for us. So this was a bit of a, a letdown for all of us, but it was still a fun hike, you know, and we still got to learn a lot about the land and about the area. So it wasn't a complete failure, but we'll have some more randonauticas that we're going to be doing in different locations. And who knows, we might find some cool things and cool outcomes with those. So we'll get back to you soon when we start another randonautica challenge in another area. Well, there you have it, folks. We found jack shit. No, not a jackrabbit. Jack shit. Not a jackalope. Jack shit. Not Jack Skellington. Jack shit. Not Jack and the Beanstalk. Jack shit. Not Jack and Jill. Jack shit. Not Jack Jack, but simply jack, jack shit. shit. But what we really ended up finding was ourselves. I think we, what we really found was the, our inner hatred for outside. And what did we end up doing? We ended up doing this again. <laughs> Multiple and times. So uh, so we decided to do this again for our like third Randonautica adventure. We decided to uh, let our pal Charles put in his intention this time. Oh, yes. That actually came out to be a really good experience overall, too. I really liked that one. And Yeah. So basically, Charles' intention was he had some shoulder pain and back issues going on. And he wanted to have a therapeutic, outdoorsy kind of an experience to help possibly nurture those afflicted areas. He did get some benefit out of it. It did help him with his breathing, and he got more clear-headed. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it basically, uh, strange enough, it took us back to uh, North Mountain Park, but it was the other side of the mountain. Mm -hmm. And so even though he was kind of expecting to find like a gym or a massage of some kind, yeah. uh, it ended up just taking us to an actual hiking trail, and 
I guess I think we chalked that one up as like kind of like it was sort of what he was looking for, but sort of like eh, it's to be interpreted by whomever. I yes, guess. It, I think it was the intent of his was to just feel good again, not so much as just focus on specifically those indicated parts. But overall, when we asked him how he felt, he gave a very positive feedback for us, and it was really fun. And he thought that it was more of the fact that he got to do something fun with other people, being safe, and didn't really think that was going to be a possible thing until we introduced him to the app ourselves. So let me tell you this. I didn't tell you this one before, but I did a Randonautica on my own. Mm -hmm. And so I decided just to be a little funny with it. So I asked the app out loud. I'm like, oh, no, not even out loud. I'm sorry. I actually did this in my head. So I, I sat in my car. I was near my house. And I just went ahead and put in the intention that I wanted to find a $20 bill on the ground. Okay. You know, Easy. just, you know, because they say you, you can look for something meaningful or look for something specific, you know. So I thought at this point I would try the specific. So I, when I said $20 on the ground, I was hoping that maybe it would take me somewhere where someone dropped $20, you know. Okay. So what it ended up doing is it took me down the road because it wasn't very far. It took me about a mile down the road. And at first I thought it was taking me to my local Walmart because hmm. it, it took me into the parking lot of that Walmart. And I'm like, well, I guess that's a possibility. You know, I'm sure there's plenty of people who may have gone shopping and then they got their change and maybe they dropped something. Mm -hmm. But as I kept going, I kept following the map and it kept taking me through the parking lot. And eventually I was passing the store itself and it took me to a bank. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you did ask for money. And where, what better way to answer your question would be like, well, he's looking for money. Well, there's a bank. You can go there. We can't give it to you, but there's a place for it. This that It was that particular moment where I realized that there might actually be something to this thing. Because, you know, out of our previous experiences, you know, we had these possible relations to the intentions. You know, we said, oh, we want something therapeutic took took us to a hiking trail for Charles. We wanted to find something alien. It, it took us to a mountain where we did research and it took us to Dreamy Draw in the research. So, you know, it that was the kind of the results we were getting. But then when I was sitting there in my car and I was thinking quietly to myself, I want to find a $20 bill. I didn't say it out loud. And it takes me to an Alaska Credit Union bank. <laughs> it's like, then I realized I looked weird circling the bank three times looking for money on the ground. I'm like, I probably should go because it's just going to look weird on the cameras. <laughs> it's just this little thing driving around. What is that guy doing? I don't know, but he's staring out the window like a lunatic. <laughs> I literally was slow driving around this whole bank three times. At that point, I was like... What am I doing? It's I can't be taking money from a bank parking lot. Even if I find it, I should just turn it in if I did. But I just left. It was just the experience was worth the $20 loss. <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing? Why am I here? And now that was my experience that I didn't tell you about. But I think you should tell them about when you realized that there was something to this. Because this was something we did together. Do you remember which oh, one I'm talking about? Right. So that can, I want to say maybe like the two weeks before Christmas. Yeah. We went out thinking, well, let's find a fancy Christmas tree. And of all the things you would think would be really abundant, really wasn't. We found out that 
we had to go to this really sketchy apartment complex that it was you, dark as crap. And we managed to find the only Christmas tree within plain sight was tucked in between two apartment complexes buildings. And it was of an inflatable one. Right. Yes, an inflatable <laughs> Christmas tree. And it was exactly where the point was on the map. It was not like it was in the area. It was at the exact point of the coordinates. That's the part that made it exciting and just mind-blowing. We even took a picture of it. Hopefully we have... Uh... We'll post it on our accounts later, but oh my gosh, it, it added to the validity to it because not only did we see a, a 50-50 chances coming out, which is still better than nothing, and then we had definitive answers to what we had really wanted. You got the bank to answer your question. I had the Christmas tree to directly answer what I wanted, and especially since an inflatable one is a lot fancier to most people who can't really go after a real tree. Mm -hmm. Like you said, that was the only christmas anything that we found that night because the out of that entire complex the only thing other than that was some white christmas lights wrapped around a stairwell but that's it no one else had anything outside their their apartments nothing private. that was the only one right at the point of the coordinates it was just it was eye-opening like wow okay we gotta do this again <laughs> yes we really do um i actually think we should do a second episode of this we should do a few more random nauticas and just figure out what we experienced from that. And I also think we should let our audience decide what the intentions are going to be for the next adventures. Okay, like creating a poll for them to decide stuff on? Yes. So, ha oh, here, okay. So here's the idea. We will uh, have them post to our social media pages like Facebook and Twitter. We have a Twitter now, by the way. And... Um, beow, beow, beow. So uh, we'll have them just put out a whole bunch of uh, suggestions for us. And then we will take the best ones that we like and we'll put them in a poll on Facebook. And then we'll just let them decide out of those choices which ones we should do. And we'll pick top two or three to do. Yeah, that sounds like fun, actually. Yeah, it does. Because now we're not going off of our own intentions. We're going to go off of what they want. And it's just going to be very interesting to see what they pick. Yes, I agree as well. So, okay, everyone, go ahead and follow us on our Facebook page, and please comment on what intentions you would like for us to do. That is at Spectrum of Perception on Facebook. You can also follow us on our Twitter account. The Real S-O-P-P-O-D. You heard me right. The Real S-O-P-P-O-D. The Real Soap Pod. That's our tag. Yep. 15 character limits. Gotta love it. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us on the Soap Pod. Uh, we will be back with you in the next episode. Have a great day. Pew, pew, pew.